1: now, welcome everyone to Roll to Cast. And this here is another one in our series of between-season episodes. And last week, you had a bit of a talk to uh, Baby Beards Chris and Phil on DM Talk. And yes, I'm aware that DM means Dungeon Mastering, and they talked all things refereeing. I just kind of thought it was a uh, a nice catch-all...
0: I thought you meant DMs as in slide into your DMs. Oh, DM hey. Talk.
1: What would they know about that? What would I know about that? Wow. Ellen, what do you know about that?
0: Um, Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you got to slide into my DMs to, to find, find out. out.
1: Uh, if, you, if you didn't know by now, you'll know in three seconds from now. We are going to be doing the opposite of that, which is player talk. Mm. Um, so I'm joined here by, well, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh,
0: hello, I'm Ellen and I played Cassie Glass in season one of Roll to Cast. And I'm a big idiot. Uh, when it comes to role-playing. <laughs> and
1: I am Sean Flo and I play the role of Junk in Season 1 of Going Mainstream. And I too am a bit of a uh, a sneaky novice at um, playing.
0: <laughs> sneaky novice?
1: Sneaky novice.
0: Okay, I thought you said sneaky novice.
1: Sneaky novice. I am a bit of a <laughs> novice, actually. Um, and I actually thought it would we, we be interesting for us to kind of just chat all things. People that had no idea what they were doing yeah. and how to approach it.
0: Because, I mean... Uh, we've reiterated this a few times, but we, uh, apart from playing D and D, haven't really had much experience in role no. playing.
1: No, Ro- oh, Ro- Ro- cast was kind of the perfect vehicle to actually force us to do more role playing and get more experience that way. It's literally been experience. For
0: yeah, us. there's never there's never any better um, motivator than to do something you're not familiar with in front of uh, possibly. An infinite amount of audience members.
1: For infinite amount of time. Yeah. It's now there on the Forever. net Forever. For it will outlive to, us. Yeah, and it, as and long it as, should.
0: As long as, you know, the internet doesn't crash and we're thrown into post-apocalyptic end times.
1: So, I reckon, <laughs> let's start with Ellen. Yeah. How did you end up joining the apocalypse? What brought you into the world of role-playing? What was your first foray into it?
0: Ah. Uh, or I mean, like first tabletop role playing would be uh, Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, but I mean you could take it back from like I was always always kind of interested in uh, fantasy books um, and kind of uh, you know Star Wars like nerd culture, kind yeah. of soft, so- nerd culture. <laughs> soft nerd culture, soft nerd culture, and I just remember like my brother. It's weird. I don't think he's ever DM'd or even played Dungeons and Dragons but like he would always kind of almost he would take like books like Deltora Quest and he would kind of like recount them to me in like almost a role playing way so weird I've only just remembered this now that's like a deep, a
1: deep a deep hidden hip hip what did I just yeah, say
0: hypnosis maybe yeah, Like a, d- uh, a deep
1: seated y- memory of yeah. yours yeah
0: um and like you know, acting is kind of like role playing. Apart from your your actions, don't necessarily affect the narrative because obviously it's all like the,
1: the world, the big scale problems. Yeah, because it's world, already yes. written. You yeah.
0: you have to reverse engineer. You have to go. Okay, I get here. So how? What was? What would be the decision my character makes? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like our career is not too far off of role playing it's just now we've got this added element of you've got um, certain limitations uh, which are different than acting uh, in that uh, you've got dice and it kind of is a bit randomly generated in terms of what your role is what your role hmm. and the
1: possibilities are endless as long as you stick to these rules exactly which is good because rules are good
0: Yeah, rules rules are great. Rules
1: contain the fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm talking
1: facetiously, but I mean it.
0: No, Um, no. Like, that's what we do as actors. A lot of acting is um, fun within limitations or planned fun kind of thing where, you know, you're doing a fun game, but you're also taking it seriously at the same time. Yeah. It's it's it's, weird.
1: It's interesting. For myself, I never really... I didn't know about Dungeons and Dragons, really. I mean, I remember... No, that's actually not true. I remember watching the movie. There's a movie called Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> With
0: Jeremy Irons? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I remember Fuck still yeah. not relating that to Dungeons & Dragons, the game. I didn't know about Dungeons & Dragons or kind of tabletop role-playing yeah. in general until in my 20s, I'd say. It just kind of eluded my nerddom. Like, I yeah. love superheroes. I love Marvel and DC and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all about that pop culture goodness. But that, that kind of corner of like kind of geekiness, just Mm. kind of completely went by the wayside.
0: Well, it can be quite scary to get into as well because you've got to kind of learn a whole system.
1: Well, I I mean, and and what's interesting about that is I remember playing. So what I never got into, and I think this is kind of tangentially related, is Pokemon cards. Mm. And like I used to collect Pokemon cards and I never played the game. I played Yu-Gi-Oh for a little while. Yep. But even that was kind of like the idea of like this weird kind of turn-based, like which is I guess is it kind of feels like a sister uh, kind of sister activity to to the tabletop role-playing game. I I didn't really kind of get into it as a serious player. Same Mm -hmm. with like you know board games and things like that. I was never really an avid user of them until my twenties. My first actual role-playing experience properly. Was Dungeons and Dragons, and it was with Chris of yeah. all people. Uh, while we were in acting school together, Phil ran a table. Uh, Phil, Chris ran a table for a couple of us, and that was my very first time I did. The next time I played again was with a completely different group, right? And then the third time I did it was when Chris first lived in this house with Phil, and then three others who had never played. And then that never worked as well. So I played my first foray into d was playing three times, one session, and never returning right. to the game. Right, and
0: part of the fun is, you know, it's almost like a sitcom. You keep coming back, and at a, at a certain point, your characters have gotten into a groove where it's kind of like, oh, well, you know... They're the big dumb one who's always going to kind of smash and uh, this is our kind of more courageous and ethical hero warrior type and he is our magician. Like, it's all that kind of archetype. And so the fun of it is to kind of see what Japes the gang gets into next yeah. kind of thing.
1: Do you do you listen to any role-playing podcasts besides Role to Cast?
0: I do not interesting really.
1: well yeah and, and that's fair enough I, I know for myself i in between the final time that i played for the first time that one with chris and phil by mm. that point actually i kind of i remember i'd come up to chris and we we'd talked a lot about oh yeah i'd love for my character to do this and over time that that'd be really cool to do that and i had all these things in my head because i'd listen to people playing yeah. dungeons and dragons and it sounded so cool and he's like 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 long-standing arcs mm. and character development, and you can you can basically do anything, and da 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 da, and, and that was kind of the idea of role playing for years. Like playing this continuous game around a c- in a table with the same group of friends. Yeah, that was like the ultimate sign of cool in yeah. my brain. It just sounded really wicked. Well,
0: it's like a little community. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's how the game works. You get a bunch of friends and you play it together. Like, what's Freaking cooler than that, like. Um, but I, I could, I can never get into them. I, my, I think for the same reason that I can't watch sports. I can't watch the sports and and have the attention span to continue watching the sports. Whereas if I'm playing the sports, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like that muscle mind. Everything's kind of you're engaging in. everything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, there's so many podcasts, and I know I'd probably enjoy a lot of them, but uh, something like the Adventure Zone. You have to scroll back so, so, so far. I don't know what fucking campaign they're on. Yeah. Uh, And if it kind of stretches on endlessly, it's really hard to kind of stay engaged, which is why this concept of rolecast really excited me because it's it's half you get you still get the half which is like our personalities as players cuz that's part of the fun to see the players go ow, fuck like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you know you see the characters react and then you also get to see the players react and go oh shit I'm so All, right. It. The All right, meta, guys i got this in game yeah, yeah um but still with the the immersion of you know getting getting songs, getting diegetic stuff, getting um, the sound effects and, and, uh, for the most part trying to really kind of sit into our characters. Yeah, and I was like, Oh shit, man, that that would be a podcast I'd listen to. And now I do.
1: And now you are also what you love. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for you that, that that first time? I guess sitting down with Rob Carson doing it as a player, like for us, we were very clearly the novices of the group. We didn't mm. have the same experience that Chris and Phil have, probably even as players as well, obviously. Because yeah. they've done both sides of the coin, whereas We've never DM'd either. So, kind of our, our sole experience of that, was it... I mean, you've talked about this before, but was it not quite harrowing and like kind of wondering <laughs> how you're going to be able to kind of function as a player, especially over... Because we, and we've said this before as well, we did 12 hours over three days.
0: Yeah, it was long and intense. Like, it's it's not quite kind of any kind of acting that we've ever had to do before, you know? Oh, I wish. We, we, get like, paid,
1: we get paid for that. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, but we've also done like long strenuous things as actors but it's it's quite hard to kind of be constantly improvising um, switching in between character but then also trying to think of the overall kind of arc you know it's almost like you're being both the director and the actor at the same time um so it's a bit stressful and a bit stressful as well because it's a stressful fucking game and um,
1: ruthless cyberpunk is yeah
0: ruthless and not only that like uh, I think we talked about this in uh, the kind of wrap-up. The
1: post-season. Yeah, sheet. like, yeah.
0: at a certain point, you just, you feel the world, like, Phil done such an awesome job of creating this kind of, and Chris, like, if we, if we talk about season two Vampire. a little bit as well, but both of our DMs are incredibly skilled at really building this world around us and making us feel, if not kind of everything visually, but the tone, like the tone for both um, seasons was so clear, clear and it pervaded like the whole room as we played and you just kind of pick up on that and that's great but it's also like almost feeling the same kind of stress that your player that your character is feeling yeah. <laughs> at any given time
1: and by the same token i, I realized that both of them what makes them really good dms as well is that they have a way of making the table feel safe it's mm. like first and foremost like as you don't want to feel judged so you don't want to feel like you're you're playing it wrong yeah and they never made us feel like we were playing it no. wrong and th- they and i think that's a, a good thing for a, a player to feel is like that they have in game and kind of in real time, they're being guided properly and protected in that way?
0: Yeah, because there would be certain elements where they might say to us, oh, we don't think you'd know about that kind of as much or uh, you might be, you're you're really skilled in this actually because if you think about this, that kind of follows onto that and um, just certain kind of elements where it's like, we've got a certain amount of knowledge about the world, um, but... It's kind of the same thing as an actor. Like an actor's job is to think With the
1: circumstances they're given, sort of? Yeah, and kind
0: of like go out for things, whereas a director's thinking deep. Yeah. You know, what are the roots? What are the ramifications of this? Whereas an actor, you're just kind of like, ah, what's the next kind of crazy thing I can-
1: You are, as a player, you're reactionary. Yeah. As well as like, here is the world that is presented. Here is your situation. What do you do? And then you just have to, you kind of can't necessarily plan for that other than- You plan so much in is you have developed this character. Mm -hmm. You've kind of built its foundational points. and you go, okay, based on this situation and what my character is, they would do this. Yeah. And kind of not. I think that's the biggest thing. And if we, we, I mean, if we kind of tie this into, I guess, player advice or at least novice player advice or people that have never role played before, it's like... You don't necessarily need to plan so far ahead as... It's like... And don't get too bogged down in... Or is this the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. Or is this... Because the DM is going to be there to assist you. And if you're... You know... Because you don't want to... As a player... Like you know there are those... You hear those stories about people that are... Deliberately trying to... Trying to fuck with the game. It's like... Oh... Oh yeah I look at this wall describe what's on the wall and describe what's on that wall yeah Um, and just kind of deliberately being a dick about it it's like wait that's not fun
0: yeah you don't want to do that but there's certain things where you're just like and and the the benefit of being a player and if you're not recording a podcast (laughs) is that you can take the time to ask you can kind of go I mean we did this as well we just edited it out (laughs) but you can go hey would I fucking know about this or, um, you know, am I able to use this here or you're, you're able to kind of like poke a little bit and the DM's not going to be a fuckwit. Like they want you to succeed because if you yeah. don't succeed, they're not succeeding or not succeeding in terms of like um, you win the game, yeah. but more you're both working collaboratively to you make f- a
1: story. And progress.
0: Yeah, so if you're not – it it's kind of the same thing as most things. You're better off to go bold than to just kind of play it safe, because otherwise, it. like your DM's going to be like, "Oh man, this is just kind of like going exactly as I planned, but without any kind of frills or the the complete joy." Um, and surprise is the surprises that players can bring to the game, and then the DM can kind of be reactive and go, "Oh, that was fun. Uh, let's see, how would you kind of react in that situation?" Or, yeah. I didn't expect you to go behind that door. Um, so this happens, and like that's part of the real fun. I, I know.
1: Think. I know in Vampire, and w- we can't really talk. Uh, no, we- I give you yeah. anything that's not vague, but this is all going to be vague. Sorry, but like there was a character that did something that. Uh, Chris didn't expect But he never let on uh, that, that, he, that, that that was Unexpected, rolled with it And it ended up just being a seamless thing But we, yeah. we had a conversation about it afterwards And it was just kind of, he was, he was like I I was not necessarily prepared For that, yes. that's, that's not based on what I'd set up, and you know, sometimes like Because Sometimes the DM can be very clear and they'll use in-game stuff yeah. to make it pretty clear that something's like, is like, oh, I want to go down that alley. Okay, you can. Um, there are 50 people with AKs pointing their gun down the narrow hallway yeah. that you'll be coming past. Whereas this hallway, there's a mouse
0: yeah (laughs) it's like oh okay i think
1: the dm wants me to go down there yeah all right like sometimes they're very clear about that which is great but you know sometimes they they just can't foresee Mm. it was like when i i had i had a chance to look at uh phil's prep book his his folder that had everything in it and i was looking at it going wow we really deviated in certain points did we we just did things that you didn't didn't account for yeah because you can't how can you
0: no because you've got infinite possibilities and not only that each character is going to be imbued with whatever the player is bringing to it. And I think that makes it in, in cyberpunk when we go to the mall, um, (laughs) Phil was not expecting that. Uh,
1: There's (laughs) nothing in that book about going to a mall. Did
0: not think it was that important to the story, but it adds uh, personally, I think an element of realism, Yeah, you know, because we're thinking we, the characters are thinking, Oh fuck. Now what are we going to do about this suit? Like, and so that brings an element, if you're listening of kind of realizing like, oh yeah, as much as these punks are kind of going around trying to uh, to fight back or play in punk bands or you know kill people, fix things. And they also have kind of day-to-day chores and they are people. Yeah, they exist in a world and, and kind of remembering to bring that back, sometimes bringing realistic elements, into um, an otherwise not realistic game can be really fun and also kind of ground the characters a little bit.
1: Well, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because in our heads, we went... Well, for exa- firstly, in for Phil's, us it was, yeah, really. In Phil's head, he was like, okay, yep, they'll get the news they need to go to Amelie, then they'll go to Amelie. And whereas we sit there going, oh, I mean, we could just go to Amelie, but that seems kind of like we'd get punished for that. Yeah. Well, they, they would realise that we're just three... We Okay, so we got to get a new suit. Yep. Uh, where do we get the money from? Here's the money, we do that. And Phil's there going... You'll be fine. Yeah. In his head, he's like, You'll be you'll be you'll be fine, you'll be good.
0: It puts you in the mind of the of these characters, you know. They and might not necessarily this is
1: what you're gonna say, but it makes for more content. It makes for more <laughs> content.
0: But it's also like sometimes the most straightforward path is not what happens and you got to just roll with that. Literally yeah. roll with it.
1: <laughs> ah,
0: speaking
1: of <laughs> role and role to cast and uh. us, what, what is actually, what is probably the number number one thing that brings you towards role playing? What, how, what makes you gravitate t- towards role playing in general and wanting to play it and do it?
0: I guess same thing that brings me to acting. is just like, I want to play different characters. I want to Exist in in these facets of myself that either aren't explored or kind of, you know, like the first character I ever did in D and I, I wanted to do something that was completely different to me, so but also kind of the same. Yeah. So she's like a big half orc, very strong. She's basically like the team's bruiser, um, and she's very dumb and very quick to like very like action first. Um, was, and she
1: a, was she a bit of a fuck as well?
0: Yeah, and she's like a big hoe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love her for that endlessly. And so that was something I, because, you know, if I was, uh, the element of role playing is, is one of those things where it's like, I can play those characters. Whereas if I was acting in a TV show, they're not going to pl- cast me to play the big dumb half orc. You know, and it's like that's really sad because I really relish playing that character. The same as like, you know, with Cass I got to be really, really fucking cool and like, you know, a punk and rebellious and like but also like weirdly not cynical. It's just like I like playing these characters that are really kind of rich and and, um in playing them you get to kind of react to to situations really in character and find out more about that person than sometimes if you were playing just to a script.
1: Yeah, and I think you touched on something that's quite important for people if if they are considering diving into RPGs and tabletops is it is fine to start off in cliches. Work those really standard characters, but you know, I'm just going to be you know, an Aragorn yep. or or a, or, a, or a Gimli or, you know, yeah. I, I'm either stubborn dwarf or I'm, you know, pristine, proper L four, or just work something that's pretty close to your personality. So it's it's easy to kind of slip into the role play of it.
0: Yeah, you can, you can either go either way, you know, you can go, I'm going to go completely not me so that it's more of a character or you can go, I'm just going to react how... I would, and that's going to take a lot of stress off having to kind of think, like, oh, how would my character react?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I- there are, like, that, that's the one thing I have noticed about once we've started engaging in the role playing community as well is that it's so fucking inclusive and encouraging. Mm. And everyone just wants, generally speaking, like, you know, uh, other than a few bad eggs that yeah. you might find somewhere, everyone wants you to have fun because I want to have fun. Well,
0: you're all in it together, you know? So
1: It's literally a game.
0: If something happens where you're all a bit stumped, at least you're all a bit stumped. So the success of then figuring out the mystery or beating a bad guy can be kind of... It's meant to be shared storytelling, you know? That's not to say that you might in the game all be on the same side, but you are all as players on the same side, Yeah, you know? It can really be a good thing to like play to your strengths, you know? like um with sparkles I'm like I'm not really that great at thinking
1: Sparkles being the fuckhawk
0: Yeah my fuckhawk <laughs> It's it's like I'm not great at um thinking complicated action you know that kind of like yeah. three steps ahead action kind of plan that other people might be really good at I'm like I'm not good at that I'm not, I'm not good at, I'm not good at subterfuge or that kind of thing So that's why I'm like I'll pick a character who's like I'm big and strong. I'm a punch this guy. (laughs) And like
1: either put an enemy in front of me or I will put the enemy in front of me and then I bop it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, then I'm like, well, what are my other strengths? It's kind of like, well, comedy a little bit like, you know, in that kind of group, I exist as the kind of comedic, like I come in and I punch something or I fuck something and that's her And (laughs) and maybe make a like a one. A glib kind of comment kind of thing I like, like that your
1: character sounds a bit like John Mulaney <laughs> I gum in And I punch it Or I fuck it
0: Yeah, I, my next uh, DM session I'm playing as John Mulaney oh. <laughs> Still in D&D though He has no
1: powers <laughs> By the way, just uh, for <laughs> listeners um, do we, we will announce next week at some point In, in the next five or so minutes But uh, next week, look out for A, a, a bit of an anecdote mm. About someone interesting that Played D&D. Uh, yes. That, 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 um, someone, played Cyberpunk, actually. Yeah,
0: someone, may I say, in the comedy world?
1: Oh, you may. Mm-hmm. You may. <laughs> You're i are not going to edit it out. <laughs> no. I just wanted to lay that seed no, there for you.
0: No, that was really cool to find out. Um, um, so,
1: yeah. my my other question, probably one of my last questions, I guess, is I we, we've announced this already. We haven't announced what, but for season three of Roll to Cast, I'll be... Oh, be fucking jumping be in the deep end is what I'll be in. doing. Yeah,
0: how are you feeling about that? Oh,
1: I'm I'm one stressed boy. <laughs> um, it, it presents a whole list of other challenges, which is, am I going to make a good game? Yeah. Am I going to do this right? Am I going to remember the rules? Yeah. Going to remember the game? Um, and all that, exactly like that.
0: Ooh. Mm. <laughs> how <our> story begins.
1: <laughs> and but it's it's fun. It's exciting for me. Actually, it, it it's I have only ever. DM'd a one-shot, one four-hour session of D and D for Phil. Actually, and a, f- and a few of our friends is the one session I've ever done. Other than that, um, I'm like you in a, and that I'm definitely a DM baby. Yeah. Is that something? I do you relish the idea of potentially stepping into the DM chair, or what's your what's your thought about it so far?
0: It's still quite daunting to me, um, but not necessarily in a put me off forever kind of way it's kind of like uh when i was first starting out as an actor i was kind of like watching other people direct i'm like i wonder if i could be a director yeah like it's not something i don't think that i would uh like i think if you do one thing you have a kind of knowledge of how the other operates and you might not take to it in the way that they necessarily would, but you kind of bring your own style to it, you know? It's yeah. kind of like actors who direct, they they understand how to talk to actors, and, like, I don't think there's ever been directors who didn't go to act, but you never know. Um, Quentin? I don't Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, and but not
1: as a career switch.
0: No. Um, but it's definitely something that excites me because, I obviously I like storytelling. It's yeah. part of my job. It's part of all of my jobs. Like, and to kind of... I guess the the one thing is just I'm I would be scared that I wouldn't be able to be as quick on my feet like yeah you because know, if it was just no structure I suppose you could just kind of pull something out of your ass and be like all right that yeah but knowing that you have a bigger world to kind of consider and also respect
1: it's not just a casual game with friends that you're just doing on a Saturday no, night with pizza
0: no exactly so um but then at the same time I love lore and I love kind of world building and and what's the big thing that
1: I'm excited by that I've like, as soon as sometimes I'll, I'll go like a stretch of a couple of days and not kind of pick up the book. And then I go back into it or I start thinking about the world and using my mind palace for (laughs) the characters, and people I get really fucking excited. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Oh man, I hope this turns out the way that it's in my head or at least close to it or in the same ballpark or all the stressful things that goes along with it. But kind of similar to what Phil and Chris said last week is that, Give it a go. Do it. Like yeah. you know, they're also if you're like us and you're surrounding yourself with players that have played before and are quite uh, experienced, they're not going to fuck you either. They're as much as a DM helps a player, players help DMs too. Yeah. Um. So that's what they're there for. So it's it's once again it's collaborative storytelling. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just. You gotta be brave, <laughs> both sides. You know, you gotta kind of stick to your guns and go. No, I mean, don't be a dick about it, but a character might be like, "No, my character would absolutely." A player might be like, "Oh, my character would absolutely do this." And you're like, "Fuck, all okay, right, roll okay, for it. yeah, roll for ex- it. exactly." Good, you die. Well, <laughs> and it was brave. You know.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you have any kind of like? Last-minute advice for people, if, if we have any listeners, because this was definitely me a year or so ago that listens to role-playing yeah. podcasts but doesn't necessarily do it and kind of thought about the idea of maybe getting into it and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah,
0: God, fuck, I don't know if I can give out advice. I'm still not sure if I'm good at <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just like
1: the idea of like kind of like getting the confidence, I guess, to, to to give it a go.
0: You know what? Go out and buy some dice because dice are nice and they are really pretty. And that's um, the first thing
1: that Chris asked us to do. I remember. Yeah,
0: and I had a lot of fun, and now I have quite a lot of fucking gaming dice. You really and, do. And now I'm like, well, I best I, I best game now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I best use them.
0: Yeah, but I think maybe also find um, something that. You're into, you know, if you're if you're like if you're like not into fantasy, there's plenty of RPG games that like you know if you're really fucking into Star Wars, there's a shit ton.
1: Oh yeah, of
0: Star Wars um, role playing games where you can be like, if you've always wanted to be a Jedi, guess what? Now you fucking can be. There's a know? whole
1: Star Wars system dedicated to being a Jedi.
0: Exactly. So I guess maybe find something that you have a bit of an affinity for, like like Sean said, those archetypes. If there's something where you know inherently, you know, if it's a space Western, you're like, fuck, I know a space Western. If it's fantasy, you're like, fuck, I know fantasy. If it's sci-fi, you you know the drill. They're all there. Yeah, get something that you have uh, a love for, you know, even if it's just like I haven't got a strong affinity for any of these things, but I really like hanging out with my mates. So, yeah, going to go through that. Yeah.
1: And for me, I'd say, you know, whether it is through, if you have friends that, that role play, absolutely hit them up because that's going to be a safe space for you I think in general mm. to really ease yourself into it and it's low stakes it, the, yeah. there's generally not stakes at all but you know what I mean like it's just about have fun with friends and if, yeah. if you find it's not for you great that's fine as well or there are in most cities in the world there's going to be gaming stores absolutely in Adelaide there's there's one right here so for any Adelaide listeners you know we, we've got quite a few in the CBD in America there'd be plenty yeah. where people run games all the time I know D&D has a, uh, like an, an adventurous League Um, pathfinder has similar things where people can just kind of drop in with their character sheets and they can play games and people run them all the time like it you know we can't say it enough it's a community and Mm. people are always going to welcome you know you will you will get dms that kind of really like running games for beginners yeah they like introducing people to the world of role-playing it excites them yeah so like yeah if you're hesitant to it through being nervous, that's totally normal, but also if you're looking to play it, chances are you're gonna fucking love it.
0: Yeah, I have one more piece of advice as Go well. I, I know something that's really helped me is find a DM who knows their shit because you don't want to be having a DM who can't give you those answers, you know, especially if you're really new and you just want to kind of jump in there. You don't need to know the whole fucking law but it's going to be really helpful if you play with a a DM who can kind of, yeah, really kind of baby you a bit until you kind of find your feet and then you're kind of off. Um, So, you know, like all the games I've played, DMs have been really fucking knowledgeable. And even like, even kind of the, my first character creation, I'm like, I'm not really sure how to fucking do this. (laughs) And they were like, what kind of character do you want to be? And so I kind of like, Started talking through that yeah. and they're like, okay, well then you should probably be this class or, and you should probably be this race possibly, or they, they kind of give, they kind of gave me some options yeah. like, and it, that was so fucking helpful because it can be a bit daunting yeah. to just be like, I don't, I don't know, I what? read the, the book, but it was really long and hard to remember. <laughs> you uh, do,
1: you all do me, okay? Yeah. Then <laughs> we'll meet at the game. <laughs> but guys, yeah. if you guys and girls and everyone beyond... If you would like to meet us next time, come back next week. And in the final episode of our between season uh, content, we have an interview that uh, Phil, Ellen and myself conducted with Mr. Mike Pondsmith, creator of Cyberpunk 2020 and founder of our Telsorian games.
0: Yeah. No big thing. No Just big uh, thing. our mate Mike, whatever.
1: <laughs> um, and a big, big shout out to Jay Gray, Uh, Who's their uh, social media guru Among many other things And he was kind of Well, he was instrumental in facilitating This interview for us So we're we're eternally grateful to Jay For being a a really good fan and support of us And also helping to make that happen
0: Yeah, just a really fucking cool dude
1: Yeah Mm. So, thanks Jay Thanks Jay Thanks Jay, you're okay
0: (laughs) Better than okay
1: Yeah, you're great But it doesn't rhyme So, Uh, you're okay
0: You're Bay.
1: (laughs) Bay. And, uh (laughs) You know what? We'll leave them with that. Because until <laughs> until next time, I have been Sean,
0: and I'm Ellen Olay. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, see you with Mike Pondsmith a eh, next week eh? a. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You have been listening to Going Mainstream, which is a roll to cast production. The best way to find us is on Twitter, Discord, and our Patreon. All our podcasts are on Acast, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Roll2Cast. Cyberpunk 2020 and all associated properties are trademark of our Telsorian games. Used with permission.